Genesis chapter 11, we're going to look in verses 1 to 9 this morning. Genesis chapter 11, verses 1 to 9. I did want to say, uh, before we get started this morning, congratulations uh, to Benji back there, who uh, was a corporal, but now he has been promoted to a sergeant. Uh, and so we praise the Lord for his service and uh, in the army there. And so I know he's excited about uh, his promotion there. He's got his uniform on back there in the back of the sound room. And so we appreciate Benji and thankful for what he does here for, uh, for our church and for our country. So congratulations to him. Amen. Genesis chapter 11. And we're going to begin there in verses 1 to 9. Just want to talk to you a little bit this morning uh, about uh, going in the right direction. Going in the right direction. How many of you have ever been going somewhere and you found out that you weren't going in the right direction. How many of you have got some husbands that says, Honey, I know where we're going. <laughs> Honey, I know where we're going. Yeah, and then, you know, I did that whenever we were, when Amy and I, we were young, we were dating. And she had to be home at a certain time. Uh, and I think it was 11, I believe it was. I had to have her home at 11. And so we went out, we went bowling with some friends, and we was coming back, and I said, <clears throat> Excuse me. I said, I know the way back. I said, I know a shorter way. And my shortcut was about 30 minutes longer. And so uh, I did hear a little bit about it when we got back, but it wasn't too bad. I still made it. But, uh, but sometimes, you know, we think we know where we're going. We think we know what we're doing. In reality, we really don't. And we're going to see some folks here this morning, here in the very beginning, back in the book of Genesis, that were going in the wrong direction. But the thing is, is they were going in the wrong direction and... Uh, and and they, that's the direction that they wanted to go because they thought that they knew better. They thought that they knew how to go, just like I thought I knew what I was doing, just like I thought I knew where I was going. And the Bible says there is a way that seems right unto a man, but the ends are over the ways of death. And so, you know, sometimes we have this idea that we know what we need to do, we know where we need to go. However, when we are uh, not following the Lord, we're not following in His direction, we're not going with His command then what happens is, is we find ourselves veering off the path. And sometimes we get off the path very, uh, very far. And sometimes it's a long time before we may, we may make our way back or before we get back on the right path. And so we're going to see this morning some folks that did that. Here in Genesis chapter 11, there in verse 1 to 9, uh, we're definitely going to see some folks that uh, they, didn't, uh, they didn't care nothing about following God, trusting Him. They had their own vision. They had their own idea they had their own, uh, uh, their own way that they wanted to live their life, going in their own direction. And of course, it was a mess. Uh, how many of you have uh, ever trusted your GPS before? You ever done that? You trusted a GPS before, you put in the directions, and the GPS is supposed to know where, it's supposed, where, where you need to go. And you put it in, and it takes you around your back to get to your elbow, and you finally get there, and you think, you know what? I should have just went, I just went and drove there myself uh, instead of take, going down this back road that took me... 15 minutes longer to get to where I needed to go. Listen, sometimes, listen, God has a direction. God has a plan for our life. But when we try to do it our own way, for one, one there's, one, there's going to be several things that happen. One, you, you, you may not ever get to where you, where you need to go. Two, if you get there, there's no telling what you're going to have to go through before you get there. And, you know, and it's not God's fault. It's because we just didn't listen. 
because we didn't pay attention because we thought we knew our own way. A lot of different challenges, a lot of obstacles that come up in our life uh, happen because we just didn't follow God, because we just didn't go in the right direction. And so we're going to see some folks this morning uh, there in Genesis chapter 11 that went their own way. They had their own idea, they had their own vision, and it was apart from God, it was away from God, and it ended uh, disastrously for them. So let's take a look at it here this morning. Genesis chapter 11, let's begin there in verse 1. The Bible says, And the whole earth was of one language and of one speech. And it came to pass that as they journeyed from the east, that they found a plain uh, on, uh, in the land of Shinar, and they dwelt there. And they said one to another, Go to, let us make brick, and burn them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone, and slime they had for mortar. And they said... Go to, let us, uh, let us build us a city and a tower whose top may reach unto heaven. And let us make us a name, lest we be scattered abroad the face of the earth. And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the children of men builded. And the Lord, God, uh, and the Lord said, Behold, the people is one, and they have all one language. And this day uh, begin to do, and now nothing will be restrained from them which they have imagined to do. Go to, let us go down, and there confound their language, that they may not understand one another's speech. So the Lord scattered them abroad from thence upon the face of all the earth, and they left off to build the city, and there is the name of, therefore there is the name of it called Babel, because the Lord did there confound the language of all the earth, and from thence did the Lord scatter them abroad upon the face of all the earth. And so what we see here this morning is we see a people that decide, you know what, we're going to do things our own way. We have our own vision. Uh, we have our own plan. One of the things that we see is that when we get away from God's plan, when we get away from the vision that God has for us, and the Bible tells us in, in the book of Jeremiah, if you read your Bible at any amount of time or seen, you know, you've probably seen it plastered all over Facebook and everywhere else, that God does have a plan for us, that God does, uh, that He desires uh, uh, good things for our life. He desires uh, for us to be blessed, that He has a desired future. He has a desired end uh, for us to go. But sometimes we can get off in our own direction, and that's exactly what these folks did. After the flood, we see that you know, generations were passing on, and, and there was a, a group, the, these people who had moved on, the Bible says, here in the place of Shinar, and they decided that what they were going to do was, was that instead of uh, scattering throughout the earth and repopulating the earth and being the people that God wanted them to be, they had a desire that they was going to do things their own way. Now, don't you think for not one second that, I, I, that whenever Noah and his family, whenever all of them had left off from the, from the ark, that they taught, their, they taught their kids and their kids taught their grandkids all the things that they needed to know about serving God and the right way to live. Of course they did. But, you know, uh, uh, somewhere down the line, these folks veered off the path and they started going in their own direction. And what ultimately ended up happening? What ultimately ended up happening is this, is that people began to forsake, uh, forsake the voice of God. They began to forsake the Word of God and began to think, you know what, uh, we can do things our own way. We can, uh, we can worship whoever we want to worship. And you know what, they had a, a rebellious attitude about themselves. And listen, if we're not careful, we can become a people that has a rebellious attitude attitude against God. And what did Samuel say uh, about uh, that? Samuel said that rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. I mean, uh, rebel having a rebellious heart against God is, uh, uh, is, 
uh, is a sinful thing. And it's something that we must watch out for in our life. That we don't have a rebellious attitude against God. But these folks, they said, you know what? We don't need to listen to God. We can listen to our own selves. I mean, we know who we are. We know what we need to do. We know what's best for us. There's a lot of people out here today that think they know what's they know how to live, they know how everything is, they know, they know the truth, they know all these different things. In reality, we have no what we know nowhere what we need to. Uh, and so the Bible shows us here that verse 2 that it came to pass as they journeyed from the east. And all of us is on a journey this morning. Uh, we're on a journey that is leading us somewhere. And so you have to ask yourself today. Where is, where is the journey that I'm on? Where, 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 where is it taking me? Where, where am I heading? Where am I going? Am I on, is my journey taking me further away from God? Or is the journey that I'm on bringing me closer to God? Is the journey that I'm on uh, my own vision? Is it what I desire for myself? Is it what I want? Uh, is, it, uh, is, is, is this journey, is it all about me? Or is, it, or is it centered on the Lord? Is it, is it what God wants me to do? Is it where God wants me to go? Is it, is it any of those things? And so I think we have to ask ourselves, because all of us are on a journey this morning, we have to ask ourselves, uh, uh, where am I going? Where am I heading? You know, and, and what am I doing this for? And what is this all about? Is it just all about me, or is it about pleasing God? Uh, and so I think there's a number of things that happens is when we get away from the Lord, and we go in our own vision, we go in our own direction, I I think one of the things that happens is, is we miss out uh, on uh, we miss out on blessings along the way. You know, we miss out on blessings along the way. Notice uh, there in verse uh, there in uh, verse three, uh, the Bible says, and they said one to another, "Go to let us make brick uh, and burn them thoroughly." And they had brick for stone and slime they had for mortar. Notice there in verse three, the Bible says that they had to make it themselves. They had to do all this stuff themselves. You know, I'm a firm believer in that where God leads, God provides. Uh, you know, and we see all throughout the Scripture, all throughout the Scripture, uh, that we see that when uh, God's people, they were going through different places, going through different things, how God, uh, as He led them, that He provided for them. He provided them victories. He provided them defensive, uh, 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 defend, uh, defending His people. He provided all different kinds of things for His people. Think about Moses and, uh, and, and the Israelites there in the wilderness, what did he do? He provided manna from heaven for uh, 40 years. Wow, can you imagine that? Hannah from, uh, manna from heaven for all that time. Uh, provided uh, the quails that came in for them to eat. I mean, he provided all kinds of things. Provided guidance and direction, you know, split the Red Sea. Allowed them to go over. Provided protection for him. Uh, for the, uh, the, the uh, cloud and the, and the pillar of fire that kept Pharaoh at bay as all God's people went across the Red Sea. I mean, all different kinds of things. You think about Elijah and how he was down there by the brook and the ravens brought him food. You know, uh, the, the birds dropped off his food during the, during the day. I mean, I think that's tremendous. You think about, uh, think about Elisha. Uh, remember whenever he was out there in the city and, and his servant came to him and said, uh, and said, Elisha, do you know who's out here ready to kill you? Do you know who's out there ready to, to take your life? I mean, the whole army is out here. And he says, yeah, but you know what? Those who are with us are more than them. And so what was the whole idea is God was providing the protection. Listen, when we're following God and we're going in the direction God wants us to go, uh, and when we're in the will of God, uh, we, uh, as the Bible says, about uh, he that is, if God is for us, who can be against us? 
And so when we're going in God's direction, we're doing what God wants us to do, we're definitely going to attain victory. And so we become absent from godly blessings. There in verse 3, we see that the, the people had to build the brick and the mortar for themselves to build this tower. Listen, you say, um, you say well, does that mean that uh, if I'm trying to follow God, that don't mean that I need to work? That don't mean I don't need to do a thing? No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that, listen, along the way, we're going to see where God's going to be helping us out if we're, feeling, if we're doing what it is that he wants us to do. But we see that these folks right here, what happened to them was, was, they, was they were out there having to build the brick themselves. They were having to build this tower themselves. Listen, their, their intentions were evil. Their intentions were wicked. Their intentions were evil. God wasn't going to help them to, uh, uh, to sin. God wasn't going to help them to build something evil and do something wicked. So what they have to do, they had to provide for it themselves and do everything themselves. There was really, there was no help from God to do any of it. But we see right here, these folks, they had to do it all on their own. And they said one to another, go to let us make brick. It was all about them. It had nothing to do with God. God wasn't involved in any part of it. He wasn't going to be involved in any part of it. It was all about them. And so in the direction that you're going, is God involved? Is it, is it let us do it? Is it all about what I can do or what he can do? Is it let us do it? Or is it can, can, can we do it with the help of God? Is this the direction that not just that I want to go, but is it something that God wants me to do? The direction that God wants me to go? Or is it just all about me? Because if we're not careful, if we're not careful, uh, we'll, get, uh, we'll get selfish in our own direction. And we'll just go because it's what I want to do and it's what I want. And, it's all the, and it becomes all about I, 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 I. You know, or all becomes about what, uh, what we, 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 but not about him, 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 him. Does that make sense? And that's what it needs to be about. It needs to be about God. Not just about what we want, not just about what I want, but about what God wants. What does God want? Because if we go in the direction that God wants us to go, it will be a whole lot better. I'm not saying that we won't face challenges along the way. I'm not saying that just because we're going in the direction God wants us to go, that we... Uh, that, that things won't get difficult at times and things won't get hard at times. Of course they will. But I can tell you this, at least when you're going through it, you got God with you. Amen. At least when you're going through it, you got God with you and you know that you're going in the direction God wants you to go. I tell you what, there is no greater peace no more, and no greater comfort that you can have in your heart that knowing even though you're going in, in a certain direction, even though you're facing trials and even though you're facing some hardships, when you know that you're following God, that's what keeps you going. When you know that you're following God, that's what keeps you going. Because what is it? Because you know what happens? This is what happens. When, 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 when you're not sure, when you're not sure if you're doing something right, when you're not sure if you're following God, or if you know without a fact that you know what you're doing is wrong, then what happens is, is sometimes along the way, you lose heart, you turn off to the side, you say, well, you know what, I don't know, maybe the hardship's not worth it. But when you know you're following God, and you know you're, what you're doing is right, and you know you know that your motive and intention is pleasing God and following Him, and you really feel like this is the direction God wants you to go, then even when you face hardships and even when uh, things don't look like you would like for them to look, uh, you know that you uh, can trust in God, and it is that peace and that strength and that, that, that knowledge of knowing that you're doing what you're supposed to do. It is that that keeps you pressing forward. It was that that keeps you going. It is that that keeps you moving. Uh, and so these folks right here... Uh, there in verse 3, they had to do everything on their own. The Bible says uh, that they had to, they burned the brick through. They said, let us do it. 
and they had brick for stone and slime they had for mortar. They wanted to build them something. They didn't want to build God something. Does that make sense? Listen, it was all about what they wanted to build. Had nothing to do with what, with, with what God wanted. Had nothing to do with what God wanted to build. Listen, God wants to build all kinds of things. I don't know if you've noticed or not, but since the creation, God has been doing a lot of stuff. Since day one. And he hasn't stopped yet. I mean, there's all kinds of things that God, God's building in all of our lives here today. God's working in every single one of us. He is building us. He is building all the time. He is working all the time. Working all the time. And so we see here in verse 2 that these folks, they wanted to build, but they were more interested in building them. They were more interested in building their name. They were more interested in building fame. They were more interested in building what they wanted to build. They weren't interested in building nothing that God wanted to build. The Bible tells us, we've said it a million times, Jesus said, without me you can do nothing. Without me you can do nothing. And so here they are doing everything they can to labor and, and, and work and build the, and make the mortar and build the brick and lay the stones. And they were putting all this work and all this effort and all this sweat and labor into doing something that was going to end up being nothing. You ever felt like, you, you ever felt like sometime you work for nothing? You ever felt like sometimes you put a lot of effort and you put a lot of work into something and... You sat back and you looked and you thought, great, day in the morning, I spent all that time on that. And it just felt like you didn't go anywhere. You feel like maybe it was, you know, fruitless or something like that. Listen, I'm sure you've probably been there. These folks right here, man, they put a lot of effort. They put a lot of work. They put a lot of labor. Who knows uh, money? Who knows everything that they put in to, uh, to, to making the, the mortar and building the brick and building the tower and, and all the time that they spent and doing something all for themselves. And it was for nothing. And it was for nothing. Because you know what? At the end of the day, you know what God did? And God came down and he looked around and he says, you know what? This isn't godly. And he took care of the whole thing right there. They all scattered. They all left. And everything that they built, everything that they built for themselves, all the, all the money, all the labor, all the blood and sweat and tears and everything that they put into it was for nothing. Listen, there's a lot of people out there doing the very same thing today, pouring a whole bunch of something into nothing. Pouring a whole bunch of something into nothing. At the end of the day, it doesn't glorify God. At the end of the day, when they, when they, when they, uh, uh, they're not going to uh, have any kind of reward or any kind of blessing for it. You know why? Because it's all about them. It's all about what can, how can I build me? How can I make my, how can I, how can I, you know, I'm not saying we don't, not, we don't need to be the, the best person that we can be or try to achieve. I'm not saying any of that kind of stuff. I'm just saying when it's all about us and it has nothing to do with God, there's a problem. There's an issue. And these people, it was just all about them. And they said one to another, go in, let us make brick. God wasn't involved. Burned them thoroughly, and they had brick for stone and slime. They had for murder, uh, for murder, for murder. They had for mortar. Verse four, the Bible says, and they said, "Go to, let us." You see, it's all about them. Go to, let us build us a city. Didn't have nothing to do with God. It's all about them and a tower whose top may reach unto heaven. And let us make a name, lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the earth. See there in verse four. It was all about, they, they skipped out on a bunch of uh, godly blessings. Lord, how God would have blessed them if they made different decisions. But they decided to stay right here, uh, 
who knows what they missed out on. Uh, you know, you never know. You never know how much we miss out on just by saying, you know what, God, I can do this better. I know, you know what, God, I think I, I know the direction that I need to go. You know what, Lord, I, I can handle this on my own. I mean, we have no idea how many blessings that we've missed because of that. And so here, not only do we see that we miss out on the blessings, not only do we miss out on the provisions of God, but we also miss out, uh, but we also miss out on His worship because here they wasn't worshiping God. There in verse 4, the Bible says they wanted to build a tower whose top may reach unto heaven. They worship the stars and they worship the sun and they worship the moon and they worship the, you know, these false gods. They worship all these things. Their idea wasn't to build a tower so they can get up to heaven and, and worship God closer. Their whole idea was let's build a tower to reach up to the heavens. Get us closer to the stars and, and, and so we can be closer to the gods that we want to serve. And, and, and all this uh, demonic worship is really what it was. And the Bible says there in, verse, there in verse 4, they wanted a tower whose top may reach up may reach unto heaven and let us make us a name. As I said, all about me, all about lifting themselves up, nothing to do with God. But we see they were absent from godly practice, absent from godly practice. Nimrod, who was leading this whole thing, Genesis chapter 10, verse 8 to 10. The Bible says that Nimrod, he was leading this whole thing and he was encouraging the people, look, let's build us a city. Let's build us a tower that reaches up to heaven. Let's do this and let us do that. And everybody just followed suit. You know what Nimrod's name means? It means let us revolt. That's what his name means. Let us revolt. You know what? That's exactly what they were doing. They were, revolting. they were revolting against God. They were in rebellion against God. And they said, this is what we're going to do. God said for us to scatter and multiply and replenish the earth, but we're going to stay here and we're going uh, to become a powerful people right here and we're going to uh, build a tower that reaches up to the stars and we're going to worship our own gods and we're going to do what we want to do and we're going to live how we want to live. Total rebellion against God. And here they were missing out on all these blessings and missing out on worshiping the Lord. And here they were revolting against God. Nimrod leading the way. He was a rebel and in rebellion and a revolt against God. And he led the people to do the same thing. I think we need to make sure that in our life that we're not living in revolt against God. Living in revolt against God. Listen, if we're not saved, listen, if, if we're not saved, we're already living against God. Because the Bible says we are a child of disobedience. If we're not saved, and you're not a child of God, the Bible says we're a child of disobedience. Which means we need to get saved, and then we become a, a child of God whose name is written down in the Lamb's book of life in heaven, and we now belong to Him as His child. But when we're not saved, the Bible says we are a child of disobedience. What is disobedience? That's a revolt. That's a rebellion. 
And that's what these people were. They were living in rebellion, living in a revolt against God. And what we have to do as a people is to make sure that we don't follow in that same footstep, that we don't become a people that is in rebellion against God, in revolt against God. Listen, we look out here in the world today. We see all the different things that's going on in society today. What do we see? We see a people that is in rebellion against God. I don't care what the Bible says about this. I don't care what the Bible says about that. I don't care what the Bible says about if we're not supposed to uh, live together and sleep together before we get married. I'm not worried about that. I'm not worried about what the Bible says about drinking. I could care less about that. I'm not worried about what the Bible says about homosexuality or about murdering the babies across the, uh, across the nation. I'm not worried about any of that. It's rebellion against God. It's exactly what it is. It's rebellion. It's a revolt against God. Absent from godly practice. And there in verse 4, the Bible says, They said, Go to, let us build us a city, a tower whose top may reach unto heaven, and let us make a name, lest we be scattered. You know, you can try to make the biggest name that you want to make for yourself, but you know what? What, what ultimately happened is they said, Let us make a name, lest we be scattered, and all their efforts was fruitless. Because you know what God did? He scattered them. They put all their strength and all their effort and all their time and everything that they had in building themselves, not building nothing for God, but building themselves and leaving God completely out of it all. And you know what happened? Exactly what they didn't want to happen. And God scattered them. And everything they put into it was for nothing. But they're absent from godly practice. Serving all these other false gods, what else do we see? Uh, I think we also see. Hey, we, when you look, hey, when you leave verse two, I mean, notice, notice, notice this. I mean, as I was going into verse three, just want you to see this. The Bible says it came to pass as they journeyed from the east that they found a plain in the land of Shinar, and they dwelt there. You know, and that's, I think there's something for us to think about this morning is that whenever we're, when we get away from God and we got this notion that we want to go uh, in our own direction, you have no no idea how long you're going to be there. I mean, you may get away from God and stay away from God for years. You may never come back. The Bible says that they went away and they dwelt there. And as they dwelt there, you know, the longer that they stayed away from God, the more things they decided to do against God. Isn't that something? The longer they stayed away from God, the more things they decided to do against God. You know why? Because the longer you stay away from God, you don't care about hearing the voice of God no more. Your heart becomes more harder. Your heart becomes uh, more, uh, more in tune to what you want and what the devil wants and what the world wants, not what God wants because you're not worried about that. All you want to do is what you want to do. Let us do this. Let us build. Let us make. Let us do this. That's all they wanted to do. Let us worship who we want to worship. Let us build what we want to build. It's all about me. And he says there in verse 4, the Bible says, they said, Go to, let us build us a city, a tower whose top may reach unto heaven, and let us make a name, lest we be scattered upon the face of the earth. Verse 5, And the Lord came down to see. Man, isn't that something? The Lord came down to see. Wasn't it God couldn't see it from heaven? But when God went down there, I tell you what, he meant business. Think about it like this. As I've examined the scriptures, 
I've noticed that oftentimes when you see God leave heaven and come down to the earth, that's serious business. Not that he's not all present, because he is. Not that he's not all seeing, because he is. Not that he's not all knowing, because he is. It's kind of like this. Think about it like this. You ever was telling your kids, don't do this, don't do that. And then they had this rebellious attitude and they did it anyway. You know what it did? It made you get off your seat. You know what you did when you got off your seat? There you were sitting in the living room or there you were sitting in the office. You told your kids what to do and what not to do and they didn't do it. They didn't listen and they just kept going in the wrong direction and they uh, no repent of heart whatsoever and they just kept doing it all on their own and making a mess out of themselves, making a mess out of their life, making a mess out of everything you told them not to do. Finally, you said enough's enough. You ever said enough's enough or I've had enough or you said I'm sick of it? And what'd you do? You got up. Yeah, that's what we see happening right here. God said, you know what? I'm done. I'm done. Let's go down there. See what's going on. Let's go down there and see what's happening. Let's go down there and, and, and look at all of this. And the Bible says, and the Lord came down to see the city. Remember when the Lord came down to Sodom and Gomorrah? What'd he do there? That's right. There in verse 5, the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the children of men build it. I tell you what, uh, we can go our way and go our way and go our way, but God has a way of ruining our plans sometimes. Ruining our plans. Because they're not His plans. They're ruining our plans. And the Lord said there in verse 6, Behold, the people is one. They have all one language, and this they begin to do, and now nothing will be restrained from them. Now think about that. Here they are, the dwelling in this city that they have built and left me out of. Here they are, uh, worshiping all these false gods. The longer they stay here, the more in rebellion that they get, and the further away they go. And so the Bible says that God came down, He looked at everything, and He said there in verse. Six, he says, uh, here he says, this they begin to do, and now nothing will be restrained from them. The longer that they stayed away, it seemed like it would open the floodgates to all kinds of evil, open the floodgates to all kinds of sinfulness. He says, Man, they'll, if they keep going in this direction, they keep doing what they're doing, man, nothing's going to stop them, nothing's going to hold them back. Nothing's going nothing's to uh, get them in the right direction. What could God could have done? You know what? God could have at any second just called fire down from heaven. <clears throat> Destroyed the whole thing. Started all over. Could have done all that if he wanted to, but he didn't. You know what he did? Showed once again mercy and grace like he always does. And he says, you know what? I'll just make them all talk different. I bet that was funny. Can you imagine that? God's sitting up in heaven. He comes down and he's looking at everybody. He says, you know what? Everybody understands each other. You know what? I sure do love them. I want to get them back on the right track. I don't want to destroy them. I want them to come back to me. I want to give them a chance. I want to give them an opportunity. So what am I going to do? I tell you what. I'll just make them all talk different. So there, in the blink of an eye, 
And God gives all these people different languages. And now they're all looking at each other like, Excuse me? What is that? What are you saying? It literally became the Tower of Babel. There, Everybody's babbling because they have no idea what each other's saying. You ever had somebody look at you like they didn't understand what you were saying? <laughs> You're talking to them and they're like, what? Sometimes I feel like people look at me like that. What does he say? Because I got a different kind of accent sometimes. What did he say? But anyways, so here he is. Causes all these people to talk in a different language. And God right there on the spot just completely destroyed all their plans. All their plans of building themselves. All their plans of making this great tower that reaches up to the heavens. All these great plans that they have of being this mighty nation. All of them. And God completely destroyed it. However, if they had followed God, that had been part of God's plan. But they wanted to make a name for themselves. Their pride had gotten the best to them. And they went their own way. They went their own direction. And the Bible shows us there in verse 7. He says, go to, let us go down and there confound their language that they may not understand one another's speech. And so the Lord scattered them from thence upon the face of all the earth and they left off to build the city. And therefore the name of it called Babel because the Lord did confound and because the Lord did there confound the language of all the earth and from thence did the Lord scatter them abroad from the face of all the earth. And so we see God stepped in because of his love, because of his mercy, because of his grace, God stepped in, scattered them, because ultimately you can go and choose your direction, but ultimately you got to understand God's will is going to be done. God's will is going to be done. There's no way to avert it. There's no, there is no way to avert the will of God. If God wants it done, it's going to happen unless God changes his own mind about something. But if it's God's will, it's going to happen. And you can do everything you can in all your strength and all your might and have the best plan that you can come up with. But ultimately, God's will is going to be done. So it doesn't make it easier just to try to follow God. Just follow God. And God, what do you want me to do? God, what's the direction you want me to take? Ask God. Speak with him about it. I think it will definitely help us and benefit us in our life. It could be here this morning. You're saying, you know what? I'm searching for direction. I'm searching for all kinds of things this morning. I don't want to know what to do. I don't know where to go. You know, the good thing about God's word is, is God's word, it is so many different things. But it is a map. It's a guide. It's a compass. It's a light. Man, it's so many things to our life. And if there's people here this morning saved, you saved here this morning, you're looking for God's direction, you want to know what is, what is it that God wants me to do? I think you can look in His Word and I think you can find it. I think you can find the direction that you need to look. You look in God's Word, you say, God, what is it that you need me to do? What's the direction you want me to take? And I think as you search, as you search, God will speak to your heart and He'll let you know. As you search for it in His Word, I think God will speak to your heart and he'll let you know exactly what you need to do. God doesn't want us to be ignorant of his will. God doesn't want us to be ignorant of, of um, 
the directions that we need to take in our life. We take every step by faith. Exactly right. Every step by faith. We trust God. We just trust God. We walk by faith, not by sight. Amen? I tell you what, we can walk by our own sight. And how many times has our own vision let us down? I don't have my glasses with me this morning, so I can't hardly see a lick. I left them at the house. But there's one thing I do know out of all my, my life in ministry, I've seen that God's direction has always, always been the best. And anytime I try to go on my own way, it's been a mess where it's never been as easy. Let's pray this morning. Father, we thank you so much for this day that you've given us. Lord, we thank you for your blessings. Lord, you are far better to us than we deserve. And God, I'm asking today that you would help us as we seek your face. God, I'm asking today that you would speak to all of our hearts. God, you know what we all need to hear from heaven. You know what we're all going through. You know what's in our minds. And Lord, I pray that you would just Spend time with each and every individual here this morning. And we would just shut out the world for a little while and just think about you, let you speak to our hearts. And Lord, I'm praying if there's one here today that's not saved, that today would be the day that they would call out to you. As the piano plays this morning, if you're here today and you've never trusted Christ as your personal Savior, I want you to know that God sent His Son, the Lord Jesus, down to this earth to die on the cross for you, to do for you what you couldn't do for yourself, nor I or anybody else. Because He loved you, has a desire for your sins to be forgiven and to have a home in heaven for all eternity. That is His ultimate plan for your life, that you get saved. First and foremost, what is God's will that you get saved? Because He's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. No matter who you are, no matter where you're from, God loves you and wants you to know what His Son did for you. So if you're here today, you've never trusted Christ as your personal Savior. I'm not going to come to you and embarrass you in any way. Nobody's looking but me and God. But if you're here today, you've never accepted Christ as your Savior and you'd like to this morning, would you just slip your hand up so I can see you? Does that speak of anybody here today? I've never been saved and I want to get saved. I've never trusted Christ. Anybody like that here this morning? Would you just slip your hand up so I can see you? It could be that you're here this morning you're looking for guidance and direction. What is it, God, that you want me to do? Preacher, would you pray for me about that? I know I'm saved. I just want to know what it is that God wants me to do in my life. I'm searching. Preacher, would you pray for me? Does that speak of anybody here this morning? Anybody like that here? Stand if you would, every head bowed, every eye closed. We're going to open up the altar today. If you'd like to come, sit by the altar and pray. Whatever it is that you need to come to God about, I encourage you to come. You can come at this time. Whatever it may be.
If it's about salvation, you come down here and you let me know. Preacher, I want to get saved. I want to know without a shadow of a doubt that I'm on my way to heaven. Listen, don't you walk out those doors with doubt in your mind. Because you have a chance right now to get, to get it worked out. Right this second. here this morning. I pray that you got a blessing out of the message today.